Hello Nation, this is He-Man 493 from Animaga Nation, One Nation Under Anime. Excuse my crazy dogs, because they're having a, a battle of their own, actually. <laughs> they're, they're battling for supremacy of the household. So today we're going to be doing the second round of our anime championships. And we remember from last week that Akano uh, won her battle, so she's waiting for the victor of this battle. Now, we have a magician slash mage versus a ninja. Now, Shinomari uh, Oshi versus Rin from Fate Night Stay. And this is an interesting battle because I thought for sure maybe this might be a bit close, but actually, it isn't. It's somewhat close, but it's not really. I have my man Isaac here with me. Unfortunately, Jen couldn't join us today. She had some business to attend to, so it's just me and him today. Hey, Icelick. Hi, everyone. So, Icelick, what did you think of these two characters? Were you familiar with them? Were you not familiar with them? I'm not familiar with them. I haven't seen any of the animes. I know Fate Night's Day, if that's what it's called, I think, has like yeah. a whole bunch of things. I'm not sure they have a whole bunch of spinoffs or... Tons of iterations. Tons yeah. of iterations. Yeah, tons of iterations. <laughs> It's just so weird how many iterations they have. You have to kind of like take your time and kind of learn what the history is or what the timeline is. And even then, these characters will definitely change. But this battle I thought was going to be a bit more closer because of the fact that Rin was a magician and that she was fighting at a distance. But apparently not. I thought for sure maybe Rin might have some more weaknesses. But I think this is going to be close to a close to the last match but maybe there may be a bit more so let's begin so first contestant we have is shitamari oshi and he is a swordsman that uses two swords one of his famous lines is living for combat in search of supreme opponent and the pursuit of the title of the most powerful that's his philosophy he is the prodigy young leader of the onawashibu and has, having missed his chance to gain glory from the Oniwashibu during the Okumatasu, he has led a group of his men in serving as enforcers for Opium Dealer in the hopes of finding a new battlefield in the Minjai era. Now, this era was specifically for samurai. I do know that. Now, his stats are pretty up there. He's not weak. Altogether, his stats would be a, and I am using wiki versus battle wiki. I know a lot of people don't have very fond opinions of that website, but they're very detailed in how they separate these characters. So they rated him as a person altogether with a uh, 8B, which is a city block level. He has the ability to destroy a city block or beat those who have a weaker durability to a city block. And I thought for sure. That's crazy for you. And this is a human being. So what do you think about that? Before we get into details of his stats. He can destroy a city block, man. I think that is pretty strong for a person that does only physical abilities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I was actually impressed. I was like, maybe this might be a, a quick one. But unfortunately, it won't be. It will be. Now, the anime he comes from is Roroni Kenshin. He is male. He is 26 years old. His first appearance was in, I believe, episode 32, the Horoku arc. Um, he is a swordsman, ninja, and leader of the Onowashibu. So his attack potency is a city block level. Again, he has the ability to destroy a city block. His speed is subsonic. 
subsonic would be somewhere of like enhanced human ability. So he's not supersonic, he's subsonic. So that would be uh, between Mach 0.5 and 0.9. Or for those of you who use millimeters per second, it would be between 171.5 and 308.7 millimeters per second. So that's pretty fast. I mean, it's more than human. His lifting strength is superhuman. And that didn't make sense to me, because if his speed is slow, how is his lifting strength so strong? And his striking strength, of course, is a city block. He can destroy city blocks. And his durability is a city block level. His stamina is superhuman. His range extends to melee range and tens of meters without with thrown uh, a Kodachi. His denim equipment is a Kodachi, and it's a, it's a long samurai sword. He has two of them. And he doesn't have any, he doesn't carry any type of like sheaths for them, so I guess, or I guess he does in the anime. His intelligence, uh, Otarashi is calm and intelligent individual. He has some degrees of leadership at a young age. He is knowledgeable in the arts of secret weapons and puppetry. He never speaks when unnecessary, so he always thinks before he acts. This makes him very, very dangerous when you're fighting someone like this, because usually a lot of anime characters, specifically the males, are very spontaneous. They act on their impulses, but this guy really takes his actions in consideration. His weakness is, is that Onoashi is vulnerable when he switches from defense to, uh, to an offense stance, a weakness exploited by Kenshin and later Shinro. So he's vulnerable when he switches from defense to an offense. So when he's offensive, of course, you're going to be a bit weaker. You're going to be more open. If, you ha- if a person's fast enough, they can easily exploit you. So, so far, Isaac, what do you think about this contestant? Do you think he has what it takes? Or maybe, did you think maybe that, that switch to, like, offensive would be his downfall? Or, you know, could he possibly make it work? I don't know if he can make it work because I noticed... Ren has a lot of magic abilities that mm. can take down his, I guess. Yeah, I mean, physically, I guess. And we'll get to her in a minute, but you know, I think that's a key component. You know, when he is going on the attack, it might be his downfall. So, notable attacks and techniques: the Shadow Light Cross is essentially blocks an enemy striking weapon with one Kyoshi, then strikes it with the second Kyoshi, thrusting the first one through. The actual battle sword dance, a combo using a Raishishui no Yugui to flow around the enemy and confusing them with a constant change in speed. Oshi will then strike from various points, slash them with the Yukochi, and then ending with a Kodaten Kurobu before deciding to use two Kurochi styles of fighting. This was Oshi's final attack. Though he is nearly impossible to hit during Jensen Kabuku, he is vulnerable when he switches from defense to offense, and weakness, again, exploited by Kanchi. So when he switches to offense, he is very vulnerable. Now, speaking of the Kataten Kanembu, it's a spiritual sword dance, or dance of the wielding sword, who she claims to have used this attack to defeat all who interrupted the Endo castle. It involves Oshi rapidly spinning around three times while holding his Koshi backhand to slash the opponent thrice. Instant, Oshi uses his attack after disorienting the opponent with Yoshiro Now, there is another one called the Spinning Heavenly Sword Dance 6 series, or the Dance of the Wielding, Wielding Sword 6 Successions. 
Ball's attack is Oshi's Oogie and the attack involves Oshi gripping his Kochi backhand and then slashing his opponent six times in rapid succession from both sides. It relies on confusing the opponent on the direction from which each subsonic strike is going to come. It's Kenan Kabuki, but it's done with two Kodochi. And then we go on to the Dust to Dawn strike. Oshi throws both Kodochi at the opponent, hitting the end of the first with the second for an extra boost. The second Koshi is hidden directly behind the first, so the opponent will only see one Koshi heading for them on their line of sight. And then we have the yin-yang cross. Oshi crosses two Kodochi and moves them outwards in a scissors-like cut. And then finally, the last move is a flowing water movement. This movement technique where Oshi moves around silently, rapidly alternating between fast and slow movements, confusing the opponent and due to the fluid motion and continuously changing speed. He can be beaten by watching for the movements the user attempts to strike. And also, I believe they said he creates after images as well. So, with all that being read, do you think he might have a chance? No, I don't think he has a chance to what? Rin can actually do. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> fans, yeah. Oh boy! So that is our first contestant, Yamori Oshi. Now, next, we're going to go into Rin Toshika. All right. So Rin Toshika is from the anime Night Fates Day. She has many iterations, including her being a little girl to where she's a full-grown girl. Some say she's eight. I believe she's seventeen years old, but some but they said that she's nineteen years old in the Ultimate Blade Works and Heavens Feel Uplocks. She is female, and Rin is the master of Archer during the Fifth Holy Grail War and a successor of the Toshika family, Magecraft. When she was a child, her father was chosen as one of the masters of the Fourth Holy Grail War and departed to fight in it, ultimately dying with her mother left in a deliberated state and hardly capable of taking care of herself. Ren was left in care of her father's student, Kuriki Komie, who finished her magical training. With her father's legacy in mind, Ren spent the next ten years preparing for the Fifth Holy War, planning on summoning the most powerful servant, Sabrier. Though she instead stuck with Archer, and after a minor mistake in the summoning, she had no wish for herself, only seeking victory. That's pretty tragic. That's, that's pretty tragic. Yeah, it seems like this character has dealt with a lot of trials of emotions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, losing dad and then, you know, you have to prepare for this war that you don't want. Yeah. It, it can be rough. It's funny how a lot of the females all have a lot of, like, hardships, and it kind of makes them harden in a way. Have you ever noticed that? Like, especially the ones who are, like, the Cinderace, it's always like they've been through some stuff and they made them that way. <laughs> I don't know what to think of that, to be honest. (laughs) So, her classification is that she's a human and she is a master magnus. So, looking at her tier from what they say on versus battles, now she is a 9A, so her original strength is a 9A. Now, keep in mind with these tiers, the lower your score is, the more powerful you are. So she's a 9A, so that means you can destroy a small building at her normal strength. Or a room. They say she is a 7A, which is a, a mountain tier, which she can now destroy, has the power to destroy mountains when she has her jewels and prep. And when she has her jeweled sword, Zelric, um, she's a 6C. Now, 6C is even more powerful. 6C would be an island level, which can destroy a regular sized island. So, so far, Icelick 
uh oh i think her, our boy is outclassed here yeah i think is she's outclasses him so far because i see i mean you said at normal strength she can actually knock down a building well she can destroy a room or a small building oh with her with her jewels she is at a 7a that means that she as with her jewels and prep she is able to destroy mountains when she has her jeweled sword zeldrick she is able to destroy islands like an island like yeah that's Hawaii. more powerful that's more powerful yeah. than what, probably what how much short so she could do right so her attack potency is a small building level regular like we just said she can destroy mountains when she has preparation and jewels. She can destroy islands with the, the Zelric sword. She is subsonic to with massive hypersonic reaction. She can fight a casual caster and shoot down some of her spells. She can take her off guard and defeat her in close combat with reinforced magic. So that's that's cool. I mean, they're probably around the same speed, but she's probably going to be able to see through a lot of his illusions, especially the one that he uses to try to trick people, if she has hypersonic reaction. Her strength is unknown. Her striking strength is a small building. Again, she's able to do that. Her durability is a small building at her regular level. So if you were interested in knowing how much that is, she was able to take about, I believe, a 3.344054.88 joules or 0.00822 tons of force. Ren can take the force of 0.00822 tons, small building level, if you're dealing with cement, or 0.006 tons from a small building level. She can literally have a small building or room drop on her, and she would be able to deal with it. But we also know that she is very strong as far as, like, when she starts using her magic. And I think that's going to be, unfortunately, our friend's downfall here, because she has magic. And she has the ability of summoning things, and, of course, that sword that we'll get into in a minute. So the fact that she is able to do that much damage, he's already outclassed in strength. And remember, when he goes on to the offensive, he's weak. So all she needs to do is get one good hit, and it's over. Durability is a small building, as we, we said. And mountain level with jewels and prep, she can withstand berserker strength by using up her jewels. So berserker strength can be, you know, usually a person who's losing control. They're going mad with power. And um, actually, she can withstand a mountain level plus. So that she, so that type of durability is very impressive. Mountain level plus means that she can withstand more than just a regular mountain. She can withstand a bigger mountain, Mount Everest type abilities. So if you're looking at Mount Everest, if we were to quantify that in power, she would be able to withstand that force with her jewels. Her stamina is high and has effectively limitless pull of mana when she has her jewel sword zeldrick so when that sword is in play she's probably unstoppable she has range melee attacks 100 meters with the jewels and magecraft kilometers with the jewels sword zeldrick's multiversal plus with energy absorption and she can access a infinite parallel world with the jewel sword zeldrick a miniature jewel sword, Zeldrich, can be crafted and has the same abilities. I think when you hear about that, what do you think, buddy? I think it's pretty powerful how she can absorb energy that way with 
she can access infinite parallel worlds with the jewel sword Seldridge. That's mm-hmm. pretty interesting. It is very interesting. What they give her, she's not using a lot of her magic, but she has a lot of magic that she can use. But I yeah. guess they kind of made it fair so that way she can have whatever, somewhat of a battle. So what they have for her is a standard equipment of her jewels, 20 in total, 10 after summoning Archer, and the Jeweled Sword Zeldrick. The Jeweled Zeldrick is a replication of Kusher Zeldrick Windsgord's uh, Jewel Sword, created by Rin, uh, Lydia, and Shiro during Heaven's Feel. Sword is capable of the multi-dimensional refraction phenomenon, also allowing the user to draw in potential infinite magic energy. The kaleidoscope-like jewel blade creates a small opening in the same area in another parallel world. Though any further inference is possible and draws in all of the magic energy from that space. The magic energy can channel into the blade can be fired in off a building blinding stream of light known as the ether cannon with a output comparable to Excalibur. Also, as a jewel, the sword can be detonated in a one-shot explosive referred to as Welt End. Now, as far as the strength of her, that beam, you would put that as far as her striking strength. So her striking strength is a small building class. So she's able to destroy a building with that. Now, of course, we know she can probably make it stronger. But for just for now, we're going to say she can destroy a small building with that. And she can make a miniature jeweled sword, Zeldrick. Her intelligence, um, she is recognized as a genius, both in Magecraft and in school. Ren is one of the wisest characters in the series. Restraining Shiro and his heroic tendencies get the better of him. Oh, if only we had her in other anime. We were saving so many problems. She specializes in long-range combat, particularly using the Gander. Now, its skill in her family specializes in magecraft. The use of the jewels in a single-shot mystic code is powerful enough to counter casters A-rank specials from the Age of the Gods. She's also a skilled practitioner of Bakuquan and also allowing her to pummel caster into the close combat while utilizing a long with a basic reinforcement spell and matching Luvia. And Luvia is the other character that is interested in the young man, Shiru. She's a, a princess. And she was also the one that slammed her into the ground, which allowed the Phantom here to be able to calculate how much damage she could take. The expert practitioner of the Lancer-style combat in one-on-one duels, however, she can be stubborn, hot-headed at times, and her medicalist plans tend to fail due to minor details she overlooks. So, she's stubborn. She can lose her temper, as we all do. I know I'm guilty of that. I can lose my temper a lot. And she overlooks details. Again, a thing that we all suffer from. We overlook details, or we're not paying attention to something we should be. In addition, her family traditions are refusing to use modern conveniences as has left her in death with technology, making it difficult for her to use anything more complicated than a house phone. So she refuses to use things that are more modern. So that kind of hurts her as well. Again, as we'll state, her weaknesses is her overconfidence. She does not pay attention to details. Her most powerful spells require sacrifice of one of more of her jewels. And though her pull mana is effectively limitless, with a jeweled sword Zeltrix, the recoil can damage her muscles. So, Icelick. These are some pretty significant weaknesses, you have to agree. I mean, it's a powerful sword, but it can damage her muscles. She doesn't pay attention to details. She's very overconfident and can be stubborn sometimes. 
do you think this may be enough that our roadie Kenshin swordsman can come along and maybe trick her and you know slice her up enough? Yeah, I think so. I think Shinomari could has some advantage since she has these problems with herself, like being stubborn and hot-headed and not being able to look into every little detail that happens. Yeah, I think the her getting weak for every time she uses her sword, I think it could give an advantage to Shinomori. Mm-hmm. Especially her muscles, because you need your muscles in order to lift the sword all together. So she's damaging her own muscles. That means she can't even touch the sword eventually, and she won't be able to use that limitless power. Not to mention that Shinomori's whole type of style is that he uses trickery, he uses speed, and he's very quick. He tries to use after images and illusions. So this is very disappointing because it's like here she has hypersonic reflexes, but she doesn't notice the details. It doesn't make any sense. It just it means maybe she doesn't take the time to until she's like at her at her last breath. Now her notable techniques, Magecraft, Rin is incredibly skilled and talented in Magnus, who can manipulate all five elements. She's particularly experienced in conversion of power, in the transference and storage of magical energy. She stores magical energy in jewels, makes use of the jewel magic craft, and uses them to robust single shot mystic codes with magical power build up over years. In the beginning of Fate Night's Day, she has 20 jewels, but uses half of them in the summoning of Archer. She can use gems to counter the magecraft of even a Magnus from Age of Gods like Castor, and by using four at once, was able to punch through a Berserker God's hand and take one of its lives. Her most common offense spell is a curse called Gandron, now taking form of a black lord, fired from her forefinger like a bullet. Due to her magic crest, Rin doesn't need to recite any incantations and to use the Gandron. She can fire many Gandron shots in quick succession, even can set up a barrier to fire many at once as arena bullets. She's also competent in reinforcement, using it to reinforce her body for bursts of speed or strength. Oof. Oh, man. And quickly, I want to get you know, touch on Archer, because this is a person she can summon. He has a lot of stuff that he can do, and we'll spend another whole hour doing it, but he's a 7A tier person. So 7A, again, is going to be your mountain level. So if she summons Archer, and he uses swords as well, I don't think our friend's going to make it, though. He's going to have to end the battle very quick. So, what do you think of Ren, Isaac? Well, I notice if she summons Archer, Archer mm. is more of a formal fighter than she probably is because he has more abilities in her. Mm-hmm. So, I think if she <laughs> summons Archer in battle, it can give Shinomori a challenge. Well, I think it will be because he's a great swordsman. Maybe we'll get more into detail with his stats. His durability is mountain level, mountain or mountain plus level. Oh my goodness, I don't think. If she summons him, it's over. I don't see our friend making it through. And she could use that time to heal her muscles. <laughs> she could. It's, and immune to modern... Oh, that is so... Archer is immune to modern weapons, meaning his swords are useless. That's pretty challenging. <laughs> so, 
be oh man that is um, um, man this is bad and the only thing that always they say is a weakness is that Archer needs to be able to recite full incantations for Ultimate Blades works to bring it into existence in reality Marvel. He cannot fight in spirit form. So this dude has a, a spirit form. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think that I... Ah, uh, man. So, I noticed he went to Gan, the Gandier, I think, can actually give Shinomari some challenge. I think that what do you think, uh, Isaac? Do you think that Rin has the win, or do you think that our swordsman can get past all of that and and move on? No, I think Rin has the win, to be honest. Rin has the win? Why? Because her she has an offensive spell called Gandir, and she can mm-hmm. use it against Shinomari since he's... He's not that good on offense or defense. I don't know. Well, when he goes into offense, they Rooney Kenshin said that Kenshin said that he's weak when he goes into offense. So Yeah, so that would actually give him a challenge. Using that that curse spell. It says that she can fire many Gandia shots in quick succession and can even set up a barrier to fire many at once as a rain of bullets. Oh man. This is getting worse and this is getting Oof, he's not going to be able to move fast enough. Remember, he's not going to be able to move fast enough. Not with all of them raining down on him. Not to mention, Archer has has a, a version of Durandal, and he has a spell called the Rule Breaker. All spells must be broken. Uh, it can nullify enchantments, magic crafts of all kinds. I mean, he might have... And Ninjutsu is more of kind of like trickery. It's more like, man, this is definitely not... He has hunger in... Uh, the Huntering, the Hound of the Red Plains, one of Beowulf's swords. Uh, now, Beowulf was a legendary warrior. If you've seen the movie Beowulf, I think it was a bit different from the book original story, but he did not sleep with Angelina Jolie. I think he killed the mother. Beowulf was a very tough person who defeated Grendel. Oh, man. That, and not to mention he has a spirit form. I don't think... I, I'm trying... I'm trying to get my man Shinomari in here, but I don't think he's going to make it. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make it. Just... <laughs> it's just I mean, that rank could actually win this one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He has different types of blades. They have different types of powers. They can go into different over edges. They can go... Oh, man. It's just bad. It's just so bad. He had a spear, he it's just one thing after another. If she summons him to that fight, it's over. I'm sorry. Looking at the comparison between Archer and Shinomarshi, we could say that, but let's okay, let's say we take away Archer. Let's say she doesn't summon him. Again, she has enough power to defeat him. She doesn't need to use a lot of power. If she does use the the sword, the Celtic sword, it might be for a final blow. But, I mean, you could say he's, well, it's not even that fast. You know, he's, he's subsonic or supersonic, but her reactions are hypersonic. <laughs> so, this is bad. So, massively hypersonic reactions. So, she can see everything he does before he even thinks of it, of doing it. As much as I, uh, as much as I love Maroni Kenshin, I have to say that I just don't see Shinomori winning this one. I, I just don't. Looking at their stats, looking at their capabilities, even if you take out Archer, 
Pete, he's not in even a narrow level right now. I, have I don't to... think he even take out Archer, to be honest. <laughs> no, even if you remove Archer out of the picture, and he, she, he's still. I mean, he does have supersonic reactions, but she has hypersonic reactions. Hyper. So she's faster. She's stronger, and she can take more damage. And she doesn't even need to use the sword. She can use her magic, her jewels, to keep at a distance. So he's at a disadvantage here. Ugh. The only thing he can throw is do is like maybe throw his use that technique of throwing his kuna uh, kurochi. But even then, uh, I mean, yeah, sure, you could say maybe her weaknesses of her not watching the detail might be able to hurt her. But then again, remember she can take damage. So her sword, his sword, will probably be useless. Again, so you say Ren, right? Yeah, I say Ren. <sighs> what, you don't want me to say Ren? <laughs> it, it's breaking my heart, but it's, it, it's, it has to be Ren. I have to do it. I have to give it to them. I mean, even when I take out Archer and make it a strict match of, of um, a strict match of just her and versus him, she has too much in her heart. Yeah, sure, he can probably catch her off guard, being that she is a young girl and that she doesn't, she's um, hot-headed, but... <sighs> Man, I don't think, I just don't think he can make it. So, Rin Tosuke Saka is your winner. She has won. So she'll be facing Akano Hajima in the next round. That's going to be a matchup. That is going to be a matchup I'm looking forward to in the next round. What about you, uh, Isaac? Akano versus Rin. Is it Akano versus Rin? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a tough match, to be honest, because yeah. they're both they're pretty both. strong, fighters, <laughs> to be honest. And that's, that's gonna be a tough one, right? Yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. Decide, man. I, I didn't. I, I, I wanted to give Shuramari a chance, but I just uh, couldn't see it. Didn't see it happening. Yeah. So we have our first quarterfinal match set up, and it will be Akiho Ajima versus Rin Toshika. And oh boy, that's gonna be a battle. I, I can't wait for that. But next week we're gonna have Sebastian. Uh, Michaels versus Death the Kid. And I know um, Jennifer specifically was not happy with this battle because this is two of characters that she's okay with. So I know she's going to be having a, a hissy fit. <laughs> but thanks, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for doing this with us. We enjoy doing these battles. We hope to maybe do them next year. So if you want us to do them next year or uh, when this is all over, Please subscribe, give us some comment and feedback on how you like our analysis, what we can improve on. And also, if you want, you can you can donate to Anchor FM and help us out getting better content. We wanted to be able to get simulations for you guys, be able to get actual battles you guys can watch on our YouTube channel. Kind of like Death Battle in a way, but, you know, anime related. That way, it'd be easier for you guys to see actually what would happen instead of kind of hearing us talk about it. But again, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Isaac, for joining me. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.